but even more than that, that'll just form and shape your heart and soul in such a way that it you know, has deeper affection for the Lord Jesus. And, and that can only bring positive results to your ministry. There's nothing negative that can come from spending time with older saints. And uh, as, as one of my mentors would have said, smelling the bouquet of the spirit on them. Welcome to the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast, which aims to advance gospel-centered youth ministry by equipping and empowering youth ministers to faithfully disciple students towards lifelong faith in Jesus Christ. The Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast is part of the Rooted Family of Podcasts, which also includes the Rooted Conference Podcast, the Rooted Parent Podcast, Ask Alice, and Thanos to Theos. To learn more about Rooted, visit www.rootedministry.com. I'm your host, Davis Lacey, and for the second podcast in a row, I'm joined by Rooted's newest staff member, our Director of Ministry Development, Tucker Fleming. Tucker, welcome back to the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast. Man, happy to be back, Davis. Thanks for uh, for having me back for round two. Guess I didn't uh, scare you off uh, last time. Listeners, no, just just, close, just, but, just uh, for folks to know, Rooted, Rooted, uh, Rooted is just a finely oiled machine. Tucker and I are actually recording both of these episodes last week's uh, or last couple weeks ago. And today's about, I don't know, five minutes apart. We had some banter about how awesome the Atlanta Braves were winning the world series last year. And, That's right. Uh, how great it is to be uh, a Mississippi state bulldog. Uh, when That's right. College world series time comes around. So um, yeah, it's been good time, man. So we'll, sure. uh, we'll move into, I guess, what our listeners came for. And that is talking through, um, you know, who you are and who you're, who you are at Rooted and what you offer to our listeners in terms of equipping and encouraging. So maybe for folks who weren't with us in the last episode, remind us what it is that you actually do as Rooted's director of ministry development. Yeah. Yeah. So that job mostly just consists in, like we said last time, three sort of buckets, uh, one being, Rooted Reservoir, the place where all our curriculum and teaching resources are housed. The other being Rooted Regional Groups. And then the final one being Rooted's new, uh, as of, I guess, the dropping of this podcast, probably week old, uh, mentorship program for youth pastors, for young youth pastors specifically. So. Well, that's that's new to all of us. And honestly, it's new to me, uh, even yeah. being a staff member here at Rooted. So I, I would love to know personally, but I'm sure our listeners would as well, maybe what is the uh, the mentorship angle of Rooted's equipping ministry going to look like? What does it look like now in its infancy? And, and what do you hope that it grows into moving forward? Yeah, yeah. So that's a great question. Right now, well, let me start, I guess, with your first question and say, the heart behind this, uh, or you know, the the kind of impulse behind the root behind rooted sort of mentorship equipping ministries that uh, this is something I think's been in the works for years. I, mm-hmm. I remember when I was a youth pastor, man, it was probably 2017. I was sitting in a like rooted meeting that a bunch of youth pastors were in, and somebody was like, "Man, we should have a mentorship program for youth pastors." And everybody's like, "Yeah, yeah, we should have a mentorship program for youth pastors." And it was like, you know, unanimous, whatever. But at the time, for a number of reasons, not least of which being, I think Rudy just probably didn't have the capacity to get something like that off the ground. Uh, just never could quite cash in. Um, but starting earlier this year, I guess a group of 
rooted folks, steering committee members and some staff members started getting together on a bi-weekly basis, kind of put together some curriculum, write some curriculum, kind of dream about what this mentorship program would look like. And, you know, one domino hit another and early summer start realizing like this could be off the ground in a pilot capacity by August. And so uh, God willing, by the time this podcast drops, we will have a few pilot groups of three to six mentees or youth pastors in their first, uh, you know, three, four, five years, uh, relatively new to the field in small cohorts. And each three to six person cohort will be paired with one mentor uh, that has been in the game for a while and uh, has been vetted by rooted folks and uh, is willing to pour into those people for 18 months. It's an 18 month program, two months off in the summer. So, you know, shakes out to 15, 16 months by the time all said and done. And mentorship program has two prongs, a group aspect at the beginning of the month, a mentor meet via Zoom or in person if it's geographically feasible uh, with all their mentees. And they'll go through some of our curriculum. Our curriculum covers things like five pillars of youth ministry, but also a lot of how to care for your soul as a youth pastor, how to manage crises as a youth pastor, how to train volunteers as a youth pastor, et cetera, et cetera. And so that curriculum will be gone through in a group setting on the front end of a month. Then over the course of the rest of the month, the mentor will have one-on-one, probably virtual meetings with each of his or her mentees. Uh, you know, it could be in person if it's geographically feasible, but we got, you know, mentees in Miami and mentors in South Dakota. So, you know, this like, it's just math. It's probably not going to work out. But um, over the course of the month, the mentee will have a group kind of cohort situation on the front end and then a one-on-one coaching conversation with their mentor later on in the month. And so that's kind of like, skeletally, at least on the front end of these pilot groups, what, how we kind of envision the mentorship shaking out on a month to month basis. It's awesome, man. I'm excited about that. I uh, could have used some mentorship probably, uh, not probably, yeah, definitely uh, in, yeah. my, in all of my years in youth ministry. Honestly, uh, mentorship is such a crucial part of what I'm doing now as a church planting pastor and, and especially for the youth ministry components of my role of how do I care for mm-hmm. the members of our church that happen to be in their teenage years and we've got them right. So yeah, mentorship so crucial, man. I, I know that it's something that I'm passionate about in ministry circles. I'd like to know why this is more than just a line item on your job description and why this is something that you're truly passionate about as well. Yeah, man, I, that's a, yeah, that's a super crucial. So I think there is like probably a cliche thing, but it probably needs to be said in that, you know, I had people who poured into me uh, as a youth pastor. And even before I was a youth pastor in other areas of my life, mentorship was so, so important to my own personal development, you know, in a pulpit, out of a pulpit, in a church, out of a church. And I uh, really think that's how people grow. Um in really meaningful and uh, kind of intense ways. Um, and so I think mentorship is super important from, from that perspective too. Uh, it's just not something like if you're new to youth ministry, 
and you're in a new situation or you're just like not coming into youth ministry in the church you grew up in where you like have this big infrastructure, you know, like the youth pastor that you were under is now the senior pastor and you're just going to slide in and be the youth pastor and y'all already have a pre-existing relationship. If you're not in that position, which would be the vast majority of youth pastors where you already have like a baked in mentor, you like there's no other job really like this that, you know, you need to be so kind of singularly prepared for. I um, To the point that like, having a mentor is like really probably falling into the category of need more than want in that. Like, so for example, my first youth ministry job, I come out of the nonprofit sector. I was working with kids with high school kids all day, like from 7am to 7pm. I was working with high school kids and I remember starting seminary and I got my first youth ministry job. I was like, man, this would be a piece of cake, man. I've been working with kids for a long time. And uh, like, we got this. And I remember, I guess it's my like second day on the job, right? Because the first day you're just like, man, this is so cool. I'm like getting my office set up. I'm like moving some books in, whatever. And second day I get to the church and we, you know, I can remember it like it was literally yesterday. I was sitting in the parking lot. We had the church and then what used to be the parsonage was now the church office. And so um I'm sitting in front of this little like ranch looking house thing that like was our church office. And I was in my wife's 2010 Toyota Highlander in the driver's seat, just sitting there. Like I have n- literally no idea what I'm doing. Like I, I was so at a loss was like, dude, I don't even know what to teach tomorrow. Like tomorrow's Wednesday night. Like, are we going to do like a series? Are we going to, I don't, do we have kids that will be there? I, like I had no knowledge of anything. And I texted some youth pastors who had been, you know, just like pretty important in my own development and they were good. You know, they had good advice, but it was just like, I remember texting them and saying, Hey, got any advice for a first time youth pastor. And they were like, uh, yeah. Um, make sure like you talk about Jesus. Okay. Hey, check brother. I'm, you know, like big Jesus guy here. So that <laughs> hopefully is not going to be a problem. Um, and then number two, it was like, Hey, make sure you're like super careful about like who you're seen with where. And really it was kind of like a cryptic way to be like, Hey, just make sure nobody can accuse you of any kind of, you know, weird impropriety with your students or anything. And I was like, Hey man, both of those pieces of advice, very good advice, very pro both of those things. Um, but they are only helpful as far as they go and they don't go that far. Right. Yeah. When it comes to like operations, planning retreats, uh, dealing with other staff members who you might find challenging or who you don't find challenging. And you're just like trying to get used to working with other people because you're young or you're moving into a new career space or whatever. Uh, like mentorship would have been really, really helpful in that moment. Like my senior pastor was great. He did as much as he could, but he was a second career pastor. He had never done anything like youth ministry. I don't even know if he had had a youth director before. Um, and he was really sweet, gave me a lot of freedom to kind of like do things the way that I saw fit to do them, which was really helpful. But I think both of us were kind of at a loss as to like what success or faithfulness even looked like in 
our youth ministry. You know, it probably wasn't until my second job where I really was able to like come under somebody's wing and, you know, drink out of the fire hose, so to speak, of what youth ministry is supposed to, you know, or not supposed to look like, but what a healthy youth ministry begins to look like and begins to be formed into, uh, you know, that, that mentorship played a crucial role in that development in my own life. Um, so much so that like, I can't untie my development as a youth pastor from the mentorship I received from bosses and colleagues and older volunteers that I had uh, later on in my youth ministry career. Amen, bro. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that story. Thanks for letting us get to know you a little bit. Um, I know that we have listeners who feel as you did when you're talking about sitting in your Toyota Highlander. Um, yeah. Sort of, so I'm here, I'm excited, but I'm also petrified because I have no idea what to do. I, I want you to speak to them, uh, but before we do that, I'm going to give a pause so that we can hear from the sponsor of today's episode. If you're looking for your next curriculum for this school year, we're excited to share two brand new studies with you, a survey of Psalms and Foundations of Grace, walking through Romans and Ephesians. Each of these studies will take you through 30 plus lessons for a full school year of curriculum for your youth group's Bible study, large group, or Sunday school. You can find these and our other studies covering 17 books of the Bible so far at rootedreservoir.com. When you join Rooted Reservoir as a standard or premium member, you also gain access to all of our video training courses, including a new practical course on missions. You also get access to our teaching illustrations bank and our online community. Our goal is to equip you, the youth minister, to disciple your students. And we hope that these inductive Bible study resources and all that Rooted Reservoir has to offer will do just that. Join today at rootedreservoir.com. All right, Tucker, I want you to speak to uh, the little Tuckers out there, right? The folks yeah. who are, whether it's a Toyota Highlander or any other make and model of car, uh, who are white knuckling the steering wheel saying, if I get right. out of this car, I, I'm, I'm stepping into unknown waters. Right, um, right. I might just go in over my head, right? Speak to the youth minister who feels totally in over their head, be it a new youth minister, be it a youth minister who's got a different dynamic, different situation with their church staff, with someone in their youth group, with parents. I, it could be a legion of, of circumstances. Yeah. Talk, talk to me about what you would say uh, just by way of encouragement to um, the youth minister who feels in over their heads right now. Yeah, man. Oh, that's so good. Uh, so I would say first off, man, you like, you're not alone, but you welcome to the club, Brody. Like you, like <laughs> everybody has felt this way. Um, and that would have been crucial for me to know. I think I was in seminary at the time. I was young and immature in a lot of ways. And it's like 24 years old. And like I had taken like one year off between undergrad and seminary and youth ministry. And so I thought I was like, I had lived some life and I was still like totally in over my head, totally overwhelmed, had no idea what I was doing and felt like nobody else feels this way. Like I shouldn't be feeling like I'm overwhelmed. Nobody else does. And yeah, I think it's just crucial to remember that man there were times like i was in youth ministry for six years there were times in my sixth year where i was like oh, i have no idea what's going on like how are we going to get home from mont eagle i don't know but we have to and the lord will do it <laughs> and uh 
you know, this is seeming like a whole lot more than I could ask or imagine right now. So, um, yeah, first thing I would say would be, Hey, you not, everybody feels that way. Um, and I think the second would be find somebody that can pour into you even, you know, Hey, maybe it looks like a formal mentorship program somewhere like rooted and maybe it doesn't though. Um, Maybe it looks like trying to just meet with your senior pastor or whoever is your supervisor, if that relationship allows. Um, and it, you know, probably should uh, for personal development, spiritual development, professional development as a youth pastor. Um, and more than that, just kind of serving as a place for you to say, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what I'm having a hard time with. But also here are some successes that we're having. Um and places where the Lord's been kind and faithful to us in this ministry. Uh, sometimes it doesn't look like a senior pastor, the person who supervises you for a number of reasons. Um, sometimes because those relationships aren't super healthy. Sometimes because there's just not enough hours in the day. Uh, in that case, maybe just super worth it. If you could just find an older saint to sit down with every week or two, you know, some, at, with some regularity, you know, at a local diner, a coffee shop, shoot in the church office or, you know, anywhere else to just kind of um, get some kind of wisdom that you can soak up from somebody. Even if you're talking to somebody who's just been in the business world, you know, for 60 years, they've never been in ministry, but they've been a, a faithful Christian walking with the Lord for decades um, necessarily there will be a fair amount of transferable wisdom that comes out of them that they've been able to use in their lives and in their careers that's applicable to youth ministry. But even more than that, that'll just form and shape your heart and soul in such a way that it you know, has deeper affection for the Lord Jesus. And, and that can only bring positive results to your ministry. Um, so yeah, there's nothing negative that can come from spending time with uh, with older saints and uh, as as one of my mentors would have said, smelling the bouquet of the spirit on them. Um, so yeah, man, those would be the two pieces of advice that are most front of mind for me. Is hey, don't feel alone because you're not alone. And number two, find some kind of mentorship, even if really mentorship's not in the cards for you. Some kind of something with a mature believer is uh, is really. Um, invaluable. That's good, man. Uh, I love that phrase about the bouquet of the spirit. That's, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So solid. Hey, last question I've got for you. And it's just a way yeah. that we can help the folks at home who say, yeah, I want to be mentored and I see the importance of it. I have no idea how to get started. Um, could you speak just a little bit to some of the practicalities of, you know, obviously onboarding with Rooted's mentorship program, but also maybe it's just helping folks know how they can approach an older saint and say, would you, would you be part of my development? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So uh, to your first question, uh, for the next few months, probably the best way to get some information into onboard into Rooted's mentorship program would just be to email me, tucker at rootedministry.com, and just put something in the subject line. Probably doesn't even have to be about mentorship. It'd be helpful if it was about mentorship, but it probably doesn't have to be about mentorship. I read all my emails. I'm one of those crazy people. So I will Hail see State, right? That's what we got. Uh, that's right, man. That's, that's right. The ag school taught me to, to read my emails. So, um, <laughs> we'll, uh, 
Yeah, if I learn nothing else. Um, so, uh, yeah, email me, Tucker at rootedministry.com. And uh, yeah, we'll either jump on the horn or talk via email about what things look like from there. Um, just as we kind of get a lot of the infrastructure ready to go. Um, but then come January, there will be like a fully dedicated kind of onboarding piece, kind of similar to Rooted Reservoir right now. So for now, just email me. If you're listening to this in 2023, you're a little bit behind the ball. It was a crazy fall. You know, you're late <laughs> catching up on your podcast. Uh, you know, there's probably something on the Rooted website about this. Um, so, yeah. so that would be how you onboard with the rooted pro. And then with, to your second question, Davis, um, linking up with an older saint, I think it feels intimidating, right? Especially if you're a youth pastor in your, you know, mid twenties, early twenties, whenever that is, or, you know, maybe it's even more intimidating if you're a second career youth pastor in your, you know, mid thirties or late thirties, um, you know, there's certain vulnerability and kind of admitting, your helplessness, that's a lot easier for 20 year olds to do. Um, but I think if you walk up to somebody on Sunday morning or call somebody during the week who, you know, uh, has a like really good reputation as a disciple maker and as just like a faithful person who walks with the Lord, um, you like, if you call them or walk up to them on a Sunday, they're more than likely going to be so, so happy to have heard from you. If you just say, Hey, I don't really know how to ask this, but uh, I'm wondering if I can just, you know, buy you coffee once every week or two and sit down and just try and learn from you, um, you know, and uh, try and pick up some advice or wisdom on what walking with the Lord looks like, what faithfulness to Jesus looks like um, throughout my life, what, what a deep knowledge of of the person and work of Jesus looks like in my daily life. If I can, you know, if there's any way you can make an hour once every week or two for me, that'd be great. And I would say offer the like really unattractive times, like the, the times that are unattractive to you, like, Hey, uh, we can meet at the Starbucks over in the village at, at six thirty AM or 7 AM before they get to work. Um, you can ask for their lunches, but I'd lead with the early morning kind of stuff. Uh, one, it shows initiative. Two, it's probably just easier for them. Um, but yeah, uh, that's. I, I think there's just no way to mess that up, right? It's it's hard to ask somebody for help presumptuously. Uh, it's hard to to come up to somebody and ask them, "Hey, can can I sit down with you and try and learn more about Jesus through you?" Like that's a difficult question to like turn an older saint off with. Does that make sense? hundred percent, hundred percent, man. I appreciate this. Thank you so much for your time. And, and I trust that our listeners are encouraged and helped by this as well. Um, I don't think I asked you this on the last episode, but I'll ask you it now, other than your email address, Tucker at rootedministry.com, how can folks uh, follow along and keep up with, with what you're doing with all things rooted? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think I have like a little rooted author page on the website, but I'm pretty much off social media. Um, good for you. Yeah, thanks, man. I know, like, I knew it was time to quit or to think about quitting when I think I was talking to somebody on Twitter or something, and 
like all of a sudden my like fitness tracking watch was like, we just registered a 90 second workout because my heart rate had gone so high as I was like, I was like, man, it might be, it might be time to shut this, shut this bad boy down. So yeah, I'm generally off of, um, off of social media. So Tucker at rootedministry.com be the best place. And, uh, you know, yeah, various things on, on the rooted website. Sounds good, man. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you in Kansas City for the conference. uh, And we'll also look forward to following along all things Rooted Reservoir and mentorship program. Thanks again for your time today, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. It's been a blast. Well, listeners, I hope that you can say the same, that this has been, uh, even if not a blast, I hope it's been a help and an encouragement to you uh, as you seek to serve teenagers with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, thanks for listening, and thanks for making us a part of your ministry development. If you found this podcast helpful or encouraging, we'd appreciate your help in bringing this grace-filled, gospel-centered, Bible-saturated content to others who might also benefit. Help us serve others by sharing this resource on social media, by leaving five-star feedback, or simply by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. For more grace-filled, gospel-centered, Bible-saturated resources, be sure to visit rootedministry.com. And as always, special thanks to High Street Hymns for providing the music for this podcast. On behalf of all of us here at Rooted, my name is Davis Lacey. Thanks for listening to the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast.